Hang on. Hang on. Halt. to This Might Be A Podcast, the song-by-song podcast about the greatest band of all time, They Might Be Giants. I'm your host, Greg Simpson, and I am here with Jake Fogelness to talk about Team BG's version of A Horse With No Name from a couple live shows. Here we go. Hi, Jake. Hey, how are you, man? <laughs> um, you know, uh, you've done hundreds of episodes of this program, and you're like, hey, what They Might Be Giant song would you like to pick? <laughs> and I couldn't pick the They Might Be Giant song that was used for the theme song to my old MTV show, Minimum Wage, because somebody mm-hmm. else had done it. Mm-hmm. So then I thought, well, how about the how about the time that they might be giants played uh, a cover of America's "A Horse with No Name" at an Irving Plaza show that I went to in 1994? Um, if you if you want to if you want to have me on the "They Might Be Giants" podcast, I've, I already did the documentary. I've been in two documentaries about musical duos: uh, the "They Might Be Giants" documentary and the Sparks documentary. So, um, oh. uh, so let's, so let's just, uh, let's just go yeah. with the, their America cover. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll tell you that. I mean, my spreadsheet, uh, for selecting songs, I'm not sure if you even had looked at that or you're just like, let's do horse with no name. Um, no, but, I looked at it. I looked yeah, at okay. it and I was like, I said, who are these people and why have they taken all of the songs? Yeah. <laughs> well, when you've got 
Well, the, well, the thing was when I they have a started the podcast, yes. they do. But when I started the podcast and my pool of possible guests was smaller and like people I actually knew in, you know, real life, um, I was like, yeah, I don't even pick like four songs or something. <laughs> and then uh, and then as it started to pick up, like, I, I think this is kind of a rare problem to have. I mean, even especially compared to the other podcasts I've had that um, I'm never looking for guests. The problem is my guests are waiting too long. Like I've had people where, I mean, most people wait a year or more on sitting on the spreadsheet after having reserved a song before they actually uh, get to do the episode. So it's it's kind of nutty. They Might Be Giants will forever be producing new songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they will outlive the spreadsheet us all. Will, yes, they, the spreadsheet will continue forever. Um, uh, uh, hoping that um, uh, I, I mean, I'm just so happy that uh, Fl- Flansburg's just like back on the road. Like he full on got hit by a car. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like the horrifying thing. But they're 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 like added dates in Australia, and I'm like, nothing will stop. They might be giants. It's amazing. They, they yeah. I just talked to a I talked to a gal in uh, London who is going to nine of the UK shows that are happening in the fall. Wow. And, and that was after she flew to New York City to go to three shows in January, not knowing that they were going to be coming. It just seemed like, you know, she's like, well, I got to go. Like, COVID, car accident. Well, she's like, I got to go. And then, so now she's seeing them, you know, 12 wow. times in a calendar year. Lucky. I've only seen them four times total. That's the Midwest for you. Um, they don't come through the 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 Midwest that often. Well, it's either I got to go to Chicago or yeah. Um, like not every tour gets an Indianapolis date, which is that's an hour. For that's me. that's interesting. I, yeah. I, I yeah, I know nothing about the. Um, I, I just know they might be giant. I, I don't know how many times they've seen they might be giants. It's uh, I, I, I think it, you know my connection with them started. Um, you know, not as early in their in their career, um, but early in my career, um, and it, it, which began like, very early. Which <laughs> began very early, yeah. Which yeah, was <laughs> I started a, a public access show uh, using minimum wage uh, as the theme song. Yeah, Squirt TV. Did they were they aware of it when you started? Uh, just you know, or did you just start using it? The show was on for about a month. And um, four weeks of doing the show, and I would put a voicemail number on the bottom of the screen so that people could call up and leave voicemails, mostly people screaming profanities (laughs) at me. Um, And a month into me doing the public access show, I get a call from John Flansburg. Uh, saying, "Hey, this is John Flansburg from Team Up Giants. We're watching watching your show, uh, and we dig it. And you know, keep doing it. And then when it nice. went to MTV, they gave us the so Robin Goldwasser, John's uh, wife, was like, you got to see this kid.' I'd been on for four weeks, and um, and you were fourteen and, at the time. I was fourteen years old, and it was like, hey, your favorite band in the world at fourteen knows you <laughs> exist, and and then like by September, it was like, come be on the guest list. It was it was a surreal, bizarre experience. Um, and, they're, yeah. and they're just they're, they're wonderful people. That the, the they may be giants people. They they really are. It's a machine. The, the they might be giants is a machine. It keeps they, moving. They seem to be pretty. Um, 
it's funny though like part of the machine is like the ifc like they do all this great stuff for fans and so mm-hmm. like the thing i've heard from people they're like well they probably don't want to be in your thing because it's like uh and i mean i've said this before it's like it would be more like <laughs> promotion for me than it would be for them you know for them it's they're just they're, I don't think they'd make any new fans because whoever's listening is already they might be Giants no, fans. You got to right? be pretty deep into you got to be pretty deep into the catalog to be uh, uh, dropping in on this, right? But they do so much for fans, so why not for this fan? Well, and for the rest of the fans, you know that's my, true. Yeah, my pitch, why not? My pitch is that I'm not going to ask all the interview questions that you've heard a bajillion times. Well, yes, which are, uh, that I can't. I can't imagine those guys. I, I wonder if they even do it. Like, uh, if they go to a, a town, if they have to like get up and do morning radio, and so they probably don't do that I, anymore. I don't know if they do that anymore, but they did do like I don't know twenty different podcasts between the two of them when Book came out. Yeah, um, if, if they're on a promotional cycle, it's just. Did you listen to any of those though? Because they were mostly pretty painful, not because of the Johns. No, I don't listen to podcasts in in general. No, I I, I listen I'd be on them. I'm, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I'm pretty busy. Um, I listened to uh, a few to see if I could, you know, glean any new information about stuff. But like, it was pretty much just the same stuff. Like, oh, so um, you did this dial a song thing. I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, all right, I'll click over to the next one and see if this. I, has I just think it's it's fascinating that 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 they might be doing. Like, I was in their documentary, which came out like 20, 20 years ago. Two years ago or something. Yeah, yeah the documentary, the the definitive they might be giants documentary came out twenty two years ago, and then I like went out of print, and now it's like they they have another whole. 22 years to go yep. uh, 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 they're still going and Someone that needs to make a new one no one's even written a book about them there's a 33 and a third about flood but there's, no, there's got to be a 33 and a third uh, there is but, yeah there's no definitive yeah somebody uh, there should be a definitive they might be giants book I, I don't know I mean I'm <laughs> I'm putting in a lot of effort to uh, you know kind of collect uh, and and kind of distill the information of the band and, you know, get to chat with a bunch of new people. But, you know, what do I know? They don't maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe bitter. this is the book. No, but maybe this is the book, though, because it goes song by song. Maybe you're the person. Maybe they're the last guests um, before oh. you write the book that goes song that song by song because yeah. we have the we we know the story of you know uh, of the, of the Johns and um, how they met and and everything mm-hmm. but the, like a song by song compendium yeah you know, or yeah they'll kind of be period. like how uh, Ellie, Ellie Gertz uh, her, her podcast I'm forgetting her co hosts name her which Simpsons one of podcast. her podcasts is, well the like, Simpsons a, the uh, they changed it to everything's coming up Simpsons I think is what it ended up being the first round. Th- through it and then or was it round springfield because then they changed it either way matt graining was like the last guest and then they packed it in <laughs> yeah no after if after you have matt graining on your simpsons podcast like you should stop i did um <laughs> her twin peaks uh but when the twin peaks the return was airing um i was on and it, and i had the fortune of i forget what episode it was like episode nine the really intense one where it was just like okay we're gonna watch the episode and then do the podcast right afterwards. So that was, it was like, 
what do you even say about this, you know, 11 minute sequence of, uh, <laughs> it was, that was, um, but I love Allie and, um, she was on an episode. A, she was on the episode for Trouble Awful Devil Evil. And I think she is doing a cover album of, uh, nine inch yep. nails songs mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, actually is, just send her um, an email, see if she wanted to come on and, uh, plug that and talk about another song well i i just plugged it for her um i haven't haven't seen it i haven't seen ellie in person since the it was like an emmys emmys thing i was but i didn't win yeah Um, you're you're a prominent emmys loser from what i can tell uh, yeah i lost a couple (laughs) a couple what what were you up for um these Will Ferrell and Molly Shannon specials that we did, um, we they were Cord Hosenbeck and Tish Cadigan. They hosted the Rose Parade for 25 years out here in uh, in sunny uh, Pasadena, California, and uh, we did a, a special where they hosted the Rose Parade as these characters, and okay. it was re- we did that for Amazon, and then we did the Royal Wedding uh, for. HBO and uh we were very kind to to Harry and Meghan so um nothing to nothing to apologize to them for uh they were more, more into the uh, pageantry of the I'm sure it's all been taken down off of the streaming services so they don't have to pay anybody um but mm, uh no, at, at one point yeah a couple of years ago yeah and you've worked with um with uh Will Ferrell also with you did writing for the Ron Burgundy podcast right Yes, the, <laughs> we have, there's a Ron Burgundy podcast, and uh, proud to be the sixth or seventh uh, best person at writing for Ron Burgundy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's funny. Just I, I feel like a lot of people um, listening to this would have heard, you know, people saying your words and not have known it. That's I think probably. Yeah, you know the great writers, I, uh, you know, struggle. But for me, actually, because when when Square TV was on, so I'm just I'm a little bit younger than you. And for one, it was on public access first, and I'm not in New York. And then it was on MTV, yeah, and weird. my parents didn't spring for cable till I was out of the house. Um, so I first knew you from the VH1. I love the '80s, '90s, all of those. A, a lot of people, which which. Uh, so many people were on those shows, all those, uh, I love the seventies. I love the eighties. I, you know, a lot of, a lot of people were on those shows they, I cannot stress. They were shot in a green, on a green screen mm-hmm. in a closet. <laughs> and we, you just go in for like 90 minutes and they'd be like, here's a Rubik's cube. And I'm like, yeah, I remember the Rubik's cube. <laughs> and then that's it. And then they would just run them constantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And none of us got residuals or anything for it. It was like they were constantly on. And then um Buzz so just one was paycheck invented. and then they ran in. Yeah, he's one, yeah. yeah, here's your like, you know, whatever, three hundred bucks or whatever, five hundred oh, bucks. Man. Maybe they gave Michael Ian Black a thousand. Um, and then they ran them constantly, but then Buzzfeed was invented and those shows became obsolete and I'm glad yeah. because I don't, I don't need, uh, to see myself from 2004 <laughs> talking Man, we, about yeah. Kesha. My God, that was yeah. the funniest when they Kesha. did. I love the new millennium 
And I was like, I don't know if I saw those. Well, they did. That was like, you guys are going to not wait until the decade's over. It was like 2007 or 2008. And they were like, oh. no, we're going to do like, I love the 2000s. And I was just like, it's not over yet. They knew they, they had to like, cash in before it you know, yeah, went before stale. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> so man, we love those though. Yeah. I mean, my wife, when we were newly married, were, and moved to Bloomington, didn't have a whole lot of friends. We would watch like in the morning, we'd, we'd flip between all the dumbest stuff, like pimp my ride. And then we'd watch like best week ever. Were you ever on best week ever? Yeah, no, I, I was on Best Week Ever. I wrote yeah, for we Best that. Week Ever. And oh, then man. I left Best Week Ever to do a, a, a pilot, uh, another MTV uh, show that was a pilot that uh, no one ever saw, but I was very happy to make. And that was like 2004. And, what um, was that? and Best Week Ever was was like, again, a green room. And, you know, just people were like, I, I don't yeah. remember. Um, like... <laughs> As my wife said the other day, she's like, is Paul Shear a famous person? And I'm like, <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, he yeah. is. He's a, he was a famous, yeah. you know. Um, um, but, but yeah, it would be like me and like Doug Benson, like sitting in a <laughs> office <laughs> at 1633 Broadway in New York, um, you know, which used to be like, you know, where they would make decisions about marketing Rosemary's baby, you know, once, what, once a grand building. And then uh -huh. it just, just like, no, it's a couple of kids in a closet talking about <laughs> what, um, uh, you know, what's going on this week with, um, uh, Paris Hilton, or, yeah. you know, and we didn't care about any of the news. It was just the hilarious stuff that all you guys said. And it really did introduce us to a whole slew of other comics. I mean, we already it was knew, yeah. yeah. I mean, we already knew the whole, uh, Stella Wet Hot crew, and we were already huge fans of them, so seeing any of them pop up was great. But yeah, you, I mean, Paul F. Tompkins, yeah, Doug Benson, yeah. I mean, all these people we ended up like going to see live and stuff because of, uh, or, you know, following up on other things they made after that. I mean, for, you know, spending 90 minutes or whatever to do, you know, an episode or whatever, I think probably it was a pretty good pre decision for all of you, you know. Pre-Twitter thing, it, yeah. you know, as Twitter is sort of dying and, and winding out, that was an introduction for so many people. I don't It's very interesting where people will be like, oh, I know you because you wrote that episode of Marvel's Runaways. And I'm like, how do you know that? <laughs> or, um, oh, I know you from VH1 or, you know, or I know you from What Hot American Summer. It, it, it's been a, or I know you from the I know you since you were a teenager. Um, uh, it, it's a, it's a strange career, but it seems to be working out, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I was actually thinking not that long ago that I should rewatch, uh, the, the newer, uh, Wet Hot American Summers. Cause we're just, man, there, there are some epic pictures of me and my friends from, I think 2004 or five Halloween, uh, group costume. I was Coop. <laughs> <laughs> and I was a little thinner then. I even did the whole. Actually, I did a costume change. I had the like baseball shirt with the blue sleeves, and you know chucks and tight jeans or whatever. And then I changed into the exercise montage <laughs> outfit with the oh belly gosh. shirt and short shorts and tube socks. How did you well, get to know those so, guys? Because it's like, I mean, fucking. Well, love they. It, so it's really interesting. Like David Wayne is the first person that I ever sent an email to. <laughs> Again, I I, wow. I have the public access, like literally, like um, they they were doing the state on MTV, and they were they did the pilot episode of my MTV show, um, and then I went to like the last taping of the the state's 
sketch comedy show for MTV wow. ever. Um, they were fan. I went up to their offices when I was like 15. Um, they were working on like their final season of the state and had them on the public access show. So we just know each other from that, like that era. Yeah. They're like exactly 10 years older than me. So I was the little kid. And then what hot American summer, like I went to a reading of the screenplay uh, of wet hot American summer at William Morris. And like, it's like all P- Amy Poehler was a lot of, you know, and all the show Walter pre fame Bradley Cooper. Yeah. I don't know if Bradley. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if Bradley was at the reading. He might, okay. I think he auditioned for the movie, but so it's a reading of the screenplay to get investors uh, mm. to find the $1 million to make wet hot American summer. And um, I remember thinking, Oh, this is the funniest script who's going to give them money to make this. <laughs> and then uh, they found 1 million bucks and, you know, um, and, and then they asked me to, to be in the movie. And I, uh, that was so fun. And and then I was cut out of the movie because what they had written for me was so disgusting. Okay. I, mean, <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, wait, what? I've seen that movie a million times. What? I'm in the movie. I get kicked out of camp uh, for um, masturbating. Yes. Okay. <laughs> in the deleted scenes yeah i got the dvd <laughs> please don't go to the blu-ray or the dvd because the very end of the movie where they meet up 10 years later um they put in the tape um yeah. of me you know, that is that exists uh, on the blu-ray <laughs> and david wayne called me he's like oh you're cut from the movie oh. um we finally because they did we went to sundance we all went to sundance um and you know it was like Hedwig and the Angry Inch was there. Was, there were great movies at mm. Sundance, and Wet Hot American Summer did not get a deal at Sundance. Like huh. it did not get distribution until way after Sundance, and it was USA Films. Now it's like a cult classic. So it's so interesting. Like you dressing up in two thousand four, two thousand five, we all went to a midnight screening of it in New York, and were flabbergasted and shocked that a it was sold out um and that all these people were dressed up as the characters and then it was this you know there's always talk of doing a sequel then it became the 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 netflix show and then i got to write on it um as a as a grown-up it was it was so great it was one of the best uh writing experiences uh ever and that's um, amazing i can only imagine their sense of humor is just so I don't even know what to compare it to. It's just so odd. It's one of those things that you're either all in on or you're like, I don't, this is, I don't understand what this is. So what was it like? Was it different from other, because you've written with so many different writing crews at this point. Um, What was that like? It was really great. It was was sort of a beautiful, idyllic situation. Um, So we... Um, everybody was sort of um, on the same level. Every, there was everyone was sort of there. Michael and Dave, it was Michael and David's thing. Mm-hmm. We knew that this thing, Wet Hot American Summer, uh, existed. We loved this thing. We knew we had these characters. They had a bunch of ideas already from like previous attempts to do a sequel, mm-hmm. and um, so uh, so there was a lot of ideas to work with. And then we just started talking and came up with all these new ideas. And we just knew that it's just not going to be as good as the movie. So just let's just try to be as funny and silly, but ground it 
emotionally with heart as much as as we can. There's this great push pull. Um, like David Wayne is the silliest man in the world, and um, Michael Showalter can also be the silliest man in the world. But he will he is a a, a, tr- a tremendous like. If you're lucky enough, you can learn screenwriting at NYU from Michael Showalter. Um, oh, he's yeah. and, and he's a great director as well. So is David. I but own the they, Baxter on DVD as well. I'm yeah, a so huge the Baxter, Showalter fan. All these guys like yeah. Stella. I have all of these. And Stella was just the Stella's oh the silliest. God. So it's the marriage of those two things of like, um, you know, we're going to do the stupidest thing ever. Um, but it's going to be grounded in like an emotional truth. And if it's grounded in emotional truth, then you can do the stupidest thing in the world. Uh, much like um, I think a lot of they might be giant songs. To be <laughs> Wait, what is this podcast like, about? No, I just, <laughs> no, seriously. I think it actually, it actually relates. Um, but there's some similar sensibilities for sure with, with comedic, you know, stuff where it's just like, yeah, you get, you got to get it. Like if you don't get, if you get They Might Be Giant sense of humor, like you go to a show, like I just did finally after COVID times, every bit of banter, that there's always something that'll crack you up between every song. It's something either really stupid or really smart. It's like one of those two. <laughs> I discovered They Might Be Giants in like seventh grade. And, you know, which I think is the appropriate time to discover they might be giants and and it, it, you know i remember going to in the movie taxi driver i don't know if you've heard of this movie it's called taxi driver <laughs> uh-huh. yep. Uh, yep. great movie starring robert you where he drops where jody foster gets into a cab for the first time the variety theater um this is a porno place but in the at the end of its days before they tore it down or whatever um they might be giants played concerts there oh man so the first time i saw they might be giants was at the it was called the variety arts theater porno theater it was an old porno theater. Oh, this is obviously an old movie theater that became a porno theater that, that became a concert venue, which is now probably a CBS. Um, but you still don't want to get out the black lights when you're in there. Yeah, <laughs> but there was a you know in seventh grade, you know, Flood. I latched onto Flood and Apollo eighteen. I think had just come out, and it was a whole world opened up and, and and then that's why it was so strange um a couple years later to then just be like yeah well they're like um down the street and we'll, we'll talk to you yeah. and 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 be nice to you um uh, it's a pretty um magical experience and um and i could see why uh, some people would want to um punch me in the face um <laughs> Because like why 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 you of all people I'm like I don't know I was just there it was I, I was there at the yeah, this particular man. time in New York City and I think there's always a particular time in New York City but I was in New York City at a particular time and it was sort of like you know John Henry's coming out the state leaving MTV I'm going to MTV and then and then the Upright Citizens Brigade came to town and everything goes off from there yeah and now it's uh 
that that rolls into you know best week ever and then netflix becomes a thing and then you know oh, wet hot american summer is hot ip <laughs> yeah that's again this is something where i think people need to look up your imdb or, or whatever and just be like oh okay yeah because there's just so many things i mean we were when when uh Hulu first started making original shows and stuff. Difficult People, I feel like, was one of the first ones. And me and yeah. my wife really liked that show. We were really big fans of Billy Eichner, especially in Billy on the Street. And you yep. uh, did stuff with both of those I projects. Both, both, of, both of those programs. Um, yeah, I remember you know getting a text from Klausner, and she asked, like, is Hulu television? And I was like, yes, <laughs> Um it is television. <laughs> um, nobody else is going to give you money to do this fucking show. So just you'd be happy and take it. And um, yeah, day one, it was just her and me in a room. Like the showrunner hadn't even been assigned yet. Um, and it was like, okay, let's start writing this um incredibly mean television show <laughs> which i'm glad to hear somebody in the midwest watch because i thought only people in new york and los angeles watch difficult people that is fantastic oh no it's great as, as someone who hates most other people now <laughs> yeah no <laughs> it is it is really, everybody. it was just yeah. so such a hilariously cynical show yeah i mean just about people who were just trying to make it and just like Hitting their it head was against uh, the wall. Julie's documentary. It was her diary mm. for those couple of years. Mm -hmm. It would be like, who who have I been slighted by? How can I mask them in a character? <laughs> and uh, just like any and, songwriter uh, would do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and and but I was uh, yeah, I thought three seasons was good for difficult people. I wrote on all three seasons. Um, and. And then it was like, yeah, let's not do this anymore. We're getting. I'm very proud though. <laughs> In every script, I don't know if in every episode, but I know in every script there was a joke at Kevin Spacey's expense. Oh there yeah, was a, there was a Kevin Spacey. And this was before a, all the shit came out. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There was a joke about Kevin Spacey in every episode of Difficult People, in every script, and I don't know if it landed in each episode, but I would say seven out of ten of each season. <laughs> And one thing I'm seeing on the list here that I haven't seen is corporate. I I didn't watch that. Nobody saw that. That was a Comedy Central. Um, they thought that was a show. It was created by uh, Jake Weissman, Matt Ingebretson, in uh, in and uh, Pat Bishop. And it's a very cynical, dark comedy about the corporate world that the late great Lance Reddick I'm crushed Lance Reddick was in and um as just a couple of guys created a show and Comedy Central really thought oh this is going to be the next workaholics and I was like <laughs> oh this is a very dark cynical show and I started to get nervous because they were buying these big billboards and stuff yeah. and um I, I said to the beginning I said here's the here's the plan let's do three seasons of this show. Best case scenario, you do three seasons of it and then get the hell out of Comedy Central. I'll go work on like a Marvel thing or something and like make a bunch of money. You guys keep doing this and then you'll do another show. And that's exactly what happened is there's three seasons of it. I think it's on HBO Max. Um, okay, great. Uh, right. I think it is. Seems like or, most or, Comedy no, Central stuff, they like to cancel it yeah. and then make it disappear. <laughs> yeah, no, this, I think corporate is... Uh, Maybe it's on Paramount Plus, whatever. Um, I think it's Paramount Plus. It's a Viacom-owned property. Mm, okay. um, but that was great. That was my first time running a, running a show. 
and uh, um, and it's very very funny. Uh, it's very very funny. I'm sure um, I would like dark it. workplace comedy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the it, it's uh, yeah it, it it is available. Um, I will I will one of them streaming right now. Out. They might take it down. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's one of those things where yeah, Costella. I mean, when that was on, it was still the DVD era, and I bought it as soon as it was available. But then, like, yeah. you know, my wife's like, well, you know, like, kids were coming along and stuff like this. I'm like, well, maybe we should, you know, pare down the CD collection or the DVDs or whatever. And I'm like, no. And so, yeah. but a lot of the DVDs did end up in, some of them we got rid of, but most of them are just in the basement just in case. But then there's ones where on occasion where I'll be like, this is not streaming. This is not streaming. Okay. So I got yeah, like no, the, yeah. you know, the crucial no, collection, you know, still. Still, yeah, yeah, I have. You gotta, you gotta keep those things because the stuff goes out of print or it disappears, and then, um, and the next thing you know, something's worth like you know, one hundred and fifty dollars on eBay, mm-hmm. uh, yep. just to get a DVD of Suspiria. It doesn't make any sense. But. <laughs> and I got, I got Gigantic on DVD. I've got uh, yeah. direct, uh, direct from Brooklyn on VHS. So I don't have the commentary on the music videos. I know they did when they put out the DVD, but <laughs> you know what I have? I think I have behind me somewhere is I have the eight. In, I have the no. What I think it is uh, eight inch the the smaller laser disc size uh, of they might be giants music videos. I have what? the I don't have a laser disc player anymore, but it's oh, like man. it's like four or five they might be giants music videos on laser disc. Um, huh. I, yeah, I feel yeah. like I look heard up, one look guest talk about this before, but man, that's a rare bit of uh, merchandise. Yeah, man. I wonder. I wonder what that's going for on Discord. Well, yeah. uh, one fun thing that I've gotten over the past year is, um, you remember mini uh, three-inch CDs? <laughs> yes. Not, not like the mini. Uh, the, there's a whole other product. Not mini discs. Like mini discs. Yes, but yeah. just the mini CDs. Mini discs. Mm-hmm. I loved. Yeah. I got. But but the mini three inch CD. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've got the Don't Let Start EP on that, and yeah. I've got the They'll Need a Crane EP. I'm still. I still need to get the um, Hotel Detective one, but I still have the big CD player with the five disc, you know, rotation, and it's got you know the main thing for the CD, it's but it's got the smaller. It's got the smaller. One. Yeah. yeah. I have a, a Suzanne Vega um, three-inch CD. That's <laughs> uh, that's all that survived, and I have a Yaz upstairs at Eric's long box that's still sealed for some reason. Long I just said, hold on to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very nice. Uh, yeah, so to to yeah to steer us back into TMBG. So we've heard. Let's see, we've heard bits of your Phantom story in there. So you heard him like Flood was fresh or like a little between flood and apollo somewhere between flood and apollo 18 i you know i vividly remember being at um fucking recess you know at recess and there being a cassette of they might be giants and being like oh what is this (laughs) now and um and you know it just wired to my my brain yeah. a certain way and i know that yeah. doesn't happen for everybody with they might be giants there's a lot of you know uh you know uh, i guess people in the in the punk world who are very dismissive of they might be giants and i Boom. to them say you're wrong because mm-hmm. um, they're you know first of all they, they come out of the like 
the the coolest sort of New York City art scene ever. They are they their <laughs> their bona fides are there, mm-hmm. and uh, and and they're they're just fantastic. And it it it, it wired to me. So when Apollo eighteen came out, I bought that fresh, and then by John Henry, um, I, they they were like a people that I knew in in real life. Flansburg and Robin more than John Linnell. Mm-hmm. I can't say I sat down and had like a long conversation with John Linnell. He remains an elusive figure. <laughs> right. <in it>. Yeah. <laughs> but and then through They Might Be Giants, you learn about all these other bands and and stuff. It was but they yeah, it's a gateway, a gateway drug band yeah. for me. And I'm imagining this that that you stuck with them through the whole time since you kind of knew them but one question that i tend to ask people who got in you know fairly early on the train is as you as you grew up or you know went to school or met other people did you stray did from I, Team did I grow out of them I right or be like oh i'm into this now and then come back to them or was it just you, you stuck I, with them i didn't go through um i it would have been disingenuous of me because i was such a outward they might be giants fan publicly it would have been disingenuous for me to be like um i'm too cool for they might be giants uh you know any you know i i i couldn't do that um i definitely um have a sort of a a time period where I'm that I'm locked into with them. However, whenever they release new albums and new music, I always go, "Oh, I want to check out the, the the new They Might Be Giants uh, record." Like they, they, they'll never lose me as a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, am I buying a physical release of the latest record? Um, no, but they should send that to me uh, <laughs> as a gift. It'd be like good promotion for them to send me like the you know I get a I get a new Sparks record. I'm just saying I'm in two two music documentaries. I got the new Sparks record sent to me. You know, uh, you, you should get the uh, book the book for book. That's that's another uh, you know unique piece of merch for them. Uh, it's pretty cool. But yeah, but I yeah no I I couldn't I could never like you know. And I, and I think it's I think it's lame to do that, like to to say because I I know that I know exactly what you're talking about. It's this thing where it was like that was a no. They might be giants are a a novelty band. They get put in that category, and and or I've grown out of it, and I'm you know that's a that was my college rock thing mm-hmm. or my high school thing, mm-hmm. and and then it's just like okay. And did you uh, did you buy the Andrew WK record when Andrew WK came out? Were you really fucking excited? Yeah, yes. you were. I was also yeah, in for Halloween. <laughs> yeah, you were, you, were, you were in for Andrew WK. Okay, now are you also like you know re-listening to these records as like a as like more of a grown up and like you know realizing the sort of wit and incredible melody that like the 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 musicianship and the and the wit that is there with these two guys who have managed to keep a a band together um for how many years is i i get really um uh you know i'll 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 go to i'll go to the mat for they might be Mm -hmm. giants yeah i never fully strayed from them i definitely did they were like the one constant for me Whereas it was like, 
because yeah, because we, we were we were coming up with you know popular stuff not too far apart. Like for me, hearing Nevermind at ten years old, I remember walking into a Coconuts Records or one of those chains that hasn't existed mm-hmm. for forever, and seeing like a six foot by six foot poster of the naked baby swimming and just being like. What is that? <laughs> and then it yeah, was no, that. So it was like it was Weird Al, and then it was like the whole punk and Weird Al and, and grunge um, stuff, Green Day, Weezer, all that. And then and they might be giants were coming in there too. But as like you know, the grungier stuff started to fade away as it got more. Okay, Green Day's my thing now. Okay, Ranson's my thing. Okay, No Effects is my thing. Okay, and then Ska's my thing. And then college. Oh, you know, Scott, that's that's kids stuff or whatever. They might be giants stuck around, but that's like, oh, no, really I'm in the modest Scott. mass now. There, <laughs> yeah, there's some really, to, to be fair, though, there's some really bad, that some of that third wave Scott is, is, is <laughs> it belongs in a, a toilet. It, it, but, um, <laughs> you know, with, with Weezer is, um, is an interesting uh, one because I, I had a, that was another one where I very much liked, I was, I was 15 years old when the blue album came mm-hmm. out. So that was literally targeted to me. Um, and then um, I had the public access show. So it was just like, I'd like to uh, interview Weezer and they're like, okay, no problem. And they were terrible to me. Really? They were so mean. What? Oh my God. It was, I, I got into a huge fight with match. It's all, complete history oh, now no. uh, but matt, matt sharp? sharp was uh, he bullied me he put ice cubes down my back of my t-shirt and um, and it wasn't all in good to, fun <laughs> no. oh no they were rivers that was no part of it because he was just like i don't want to do this interview um but the rest of the band um and, hmm. um and then i had to retaliate so i started sending out uh if you sent me a self-addressed stamped envelope i would send out a certificate that said matt sharp has a small penis um <laughs> And oh, that's unfortunate to hear. I'm a huge rentals fan. They came. Well, they. Well, Matt Sharp today and and I are are very good friends. Okay, we good. buried that that hatchet sometime around 1998 at the Spy Bar. Okay. It was just like, hey, we're good, right? <laughs> um, and um, uh, the rentals are fantastic, and uh, I I got actually, uh, I think Matt sent me like the new rentals record. Like they're great. Um, but yeah, the, the initial encounter with Weezer was, was very, very bad, but n- today, no, it's like, um, no, for some reason I have a strange relationship where, uh, every once in a while I'll get a text from Rivers Cuomo now. And, um, <laughs> it's very, very weird. And, um, and, and I'm like, Hey man, um, and they are still, making records and um like too many records sometimes i think weezer like what do you guys yeah it's quantity over quality with them sometimes with like every five years or something there'll be you know be like oh yeah this is mostly no yeah good. that's the thing is like i'm always gonna check it out and and uh, you know and and we're, these are very very different bands like you know uh and but also uh but they both appeal to long. people who like like rock music but aren't like the cooler kids at school you know weezer and the giants right uh, i think there's a a there's a certain certain breed of um 
And I think they might be giants uh, of a wildly diverse fan base. And um, so does uh, Weezer. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think that if you go to a They Might Be Giants show, there's there's an undercurrent of guys our age with uh, some facial hair. And it's and 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 <laughs> the, the cool thing is, is that hopefully most of them have evolved. But the, uh, uh, at least in, uh, some of them are like, oh, that's the nice guy. And then we find out later that they're they they're, they have terrible dms <laughs> like some, some something there's that's uh, guaranteed at any they might be giant show or weezer show or just, really it's any just room a, you walk into there's some guy in the room who is a horrible horrible person maybe not known yet <laughs> right i mean fuck's sake it's like now i can't listen to arcade fire anymore what the fuck yeah, I don't know what happened though. I read an article and I was I was like, are they still on merge? And they're not. So I'm like, okay, so it's not directly affecting anybody's pocketbook. There, I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, uh, seem to cancel their tour. But anyway, yeah, you know, Win Butler is just like being real creepy with. But I don't. But <clears throat> Anywho, I, well, them is like, I, I don't want to put on a top hat to go to a concert. That you know, that, that was my problem. Yeah. With, <laughs> they did with, do the yeah the dress when the arcade fire like there's a dress code to come see you know and i'm like you guys are okay you know what i mean like i'll sit here and defend they might be giants to the death i you know but the arcade fire, yeah you're a fine band put out three you're good fine records band. you played you've been on snl a couple of times you guys are a fine band like but you know i'm not putting on a top hat tails <laughs> i'm not going steampunk to join you guys so how about this so uh, uh is america a steampunk band <laughs> just trying to transition us into you know i don't know if you put America. like a monocle on on the horse that you're riding i don't know this is a, what what would make it you know put some metal kind of coverings over the horse because <laughs> we could i mean well, you no, and i, 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 I can tell we can we have enough overlap with our taste that we could just talk about everything all night but we're we're almost an hour and we haven't talked about the band, yeah. the band that covered it. It's, ni- it's 1994. <sighs> they might be giants are doing a series of shows at Irving Plaza, a venue they've played many times, I am sure, and um, and a great venue in New York City. And um, they do a thing where they say, "Hey, to the first you know hundred people that get in, I think uh, if you bring a guitar, you get in free." And they do the uh, a cover of the America song, A Horse With No Name. On the first part of the journey, I was looking at all the life. There were plants and birds and rocks and things. There were sand and hills and rain. The first thing I met was a fly with a buzz and the sky. Which is very easy for any guitar player because it's just two chords. 
So they teach the chords on stage. And I just remember being at the show with like everybody up on the upper floor of uh, Irving Plaza with guitars. And they might be giants just doing America's A Horse With No Name, a song we've heard on classic rock radio forever. Uh, uh, from a band that is it is it uh, is it it's not a bad song it's it's just sort of a song that's there <laughs> it was funny for they might be giants to to be covering it and i think that so part of the charm of it was that it is too easy chords yeah. and we all know this song and we can have this moment together and uh, I, I, it's just a memory that has stuck with me forever. Yeah, I so I got some questions about that, too, to being that someone that was there. Now, I, I also should mention, too, that it was played. They played it three times. And we'll talk especially about this second one uh, is the specific one we're talking about because it was released on the fan uh, compilation stump box uh, covers yeah, compilation. This, is all, mm-hmm. this was all news to me. Yeah. I was just like, okay. <laughs> there you go. I'm, I'm glad I could uh, key in a couple little tidbits here, but they did play it in 92 uh, at Iguanas in Tijuana, Mexico. Now, wow. now this one, uh, there's not much known about this show. I do not believe this involved the, you know the million guitar march or whatever this uh i think this no, is maybe what they were just them with a, a drum track like <laughs> well this was part of uh stump the band which is why stump box is the name right. of this 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 show the only thing uh so it says zero wikians attended the show according to the wiki but it is known <laughs> that freedy johnston opened and okay. the set list, which is incomplete, is very incomplete. It says Stump the Band and then A Horse With No Name. That's all we got. So so Stump the Band, being that, two, let's see, 200 and, what episode is this going to be? 223 or something like that. This is the first, like, Stump Box only episode of, of the show. So yeah. I haven't even talked about Stump the Band yet. It was the thing they did. So much fun. Between 92 and like 97. I remember going to those shows. Yeah, they had a wheel. Basically, people would shout out Shout out, they would shout out things, yeah. And they tried to, and, and it was, and they, I, as, a, as I recall, rarely were they stumped. Um, I mean, this is not a song to know. stump them with anyway. <laughs> no, definitely not. I think that they just, for whatever reason, in 1992 at this, at, where was the show? The, Tijuana, the, Mexico. In They were in Tijuana, Mexico, and just, <laughs> that sounds perfect. And I think something struck them very yeah. amusing. John and John are like, we're in Tijuana, Mexico. Who's here to see us in, in 1992? <laughs> it's probably an Electra-supported tour, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the Apollo know. tour, I'm and, guessing. I mean, it was right when Apollo was coming out. This, uh, as far yeah. as the wiki knows, this is the only time they played Tijuana as well. Yeah, so who's, it's a very, like Tijuana, Mexico is an odd place where they might be giants to be playing a it show. Really so they, is. I think they probably were just having fun. And there's one guy who decided to put on the They Might Be Giants uh, Wikipedia, wiki, which I have not uh, looked at extensively and, and will be doing after this. Um, a lot of good stuff. <laughs> that, that this happened. Um, you know, there's... You know, they're a band that has a has their own wiki. People know this. They're listening to the 220 whatever episode <laughs> of this. Um, but that's the, the I wasn't at that. I can't say that I was ever uh, at a They Might Be Giant show in Tijuana, Mexico in 1992. <laughs> um, whatever, whenever they played the Variety Arts Theater 
Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say '93. Um, that's the first time I saw them play live. Okay. Um, Any specific memories um, from that one before we get into the the horse God, show? I I I I just remember. So it was just uh, the Johns. It was um, n- there was not. Um, a full band yet the I, I you know john henry seeing them play with a full band was like a big event and they didn't yeah. i don't even think they had the full horn section yet um and uh yeah so i i i, I just remember being very very excited uh because it was uh, you know bought ticket got t-shirt like concert i went to um in new york city and then the 1994 uh um, hold on here 93 i'm I'm gonna try yeah. to see if i can if i can drag up a set list for that first show for you to see if i can take up any more memories here whatever, so 93, yeah, no, it, whatever was, it was it was perfect okay let's see what was the venue you said it's it's got it it was called the variety theater okay, let's see in june they played variety. electric ladyland studios in new york let's see um they no. play in new york a lot I, they played central park in 93 they they played jakes in bloomington man i used to live in bloomington you know this yeah this would have been on it was on 14th street and again it's in an obscure film called taxi driver you can <laughs> see the marquee they played cbgb's in 93 um Hmm. Maybe it was ninety two. Maybe it was. Could it have been nineteen ninety two? I'm I'm thinking if it was a duo that it might have been ninety two because once Apollo it came out, been, they were starting the the yeah. band up. Let me see. It's it was a uh, Warsaw, uh, in Brooklyn. No, that was uh, no. Let's see. not nineteen ninety two. Um, go to Brooklyn in nineteen ninety two. There's two in Brooklyn. That the venue is listed as unknown, and then there's mm. one of them. Maybe it was early. It couldn't have been ninety four. That's when I started the show, January ninety four. Yeah, one of them says official premiere of full band in ninety two, but there's one before that in Brooklyn that's unknown. Wow, unknown venue, man. That's rare. No, I went to that. I I have a bizarre memory. You can ask me any movie, and I'll tell you who I saw it with and what theater I went to. Um, so I'm I I'm not inventing a show. Yeah. The, the, the wiki is wrong. Man, they played a lot here. They, Tower Records, Beacon Theater. Uh, definitely went to a Tower uh, Records in store in 1994, um, and filmed it, and is on Score TV. Nice. Okay, Variety yeah. Arts. Here we go. There it is. Okay, they played there like a million times in a row. They played on uh, October yes, it was 14th, several nights in a row. 14th, 15th, mm-hmm. two shows on the 16th, two shows on the 17th, 18th, 20th, 21st, 22nd. Holy cow. Okay, so you were one of yeah, those. Yeah, it was a residency. Yeah. It was a residency um, because the theater was only probably 500 people if it was a you know a converted movie theater. It yeah. was a smaller venue. So they played there. That was like a I, yes, I totally remember now. It was a residency they did um, at a great theater, which you can and and I couldn't tell you what night I I went, um, but it was the set list was perfect for me because it was my first time seeing They Might Be Giants. <laughs> One of them is listed as TMBG Rocktoberfest. Oh, they called the whole thing Rocktoberfest. Okay. Yeah, that's that makes. Sense. I'm sure that all the sense. set lists are different, but uh, from the one I'm looking at, uh, 
Oh my God. These are incredible. They were pulling, they had to only be pulling from, you know, this is, well, there's, they might be giants. And then there's Lincoln. Let me see if I can do this right. And then there's, um, well, then Miscellaneous Tease, the B-Sides and album. And then there's uh, Flood. And then there's Apollo 18. And then there's John Henry. Mm-hmm. And then Keep going. I, <laughs> yeah. and then Mink Carr oh, you skipped, is later. Yeah, no, you skipped, uh, skipped Factory Showroom. Factory Showroom. Then Mink, and Long Tall Weekend. Uh, yeah. That's a live record, though. Long Tall yeah. No, Severe Tire Damage is the live album. Long Tall Weekend was the MP3 only kind of lost, uh, right. you know, middle child of uh, Team Bee catalog, which they are finally releasing on vinyl for the first time ever because it was not a physical, it has never been on any physical format. Any sort of physical, I remember that. Just yeah. announced they're releasing it on vinyl. I, w- I, w- I would like to pick one of those up. I um, I would like that. Um, okay, so I can't I can't take up the full set list for you, but I mean, this is I mean those the first four albums can't go wrong with. It's from anything. the first four. It was from the first four albums within the first four albums. I don't remember the, you know them doing any covers. I was I was just so excited yeah. and like you know I had seen my first show ever was Cheap Trick and Ario Speedwagon. Nice. Um, and um, I had seen, I, I saw Michael Jackson on the Jackson's Victory Tour. Wow. I saw Dylan, but th- it was, it's different than going to see They Might Be Giants for the first time. Yeah. Um, and that would have been, yeah, that, it's 90, it had to be 92, 93, one of those years at the Variety Arts Theater as part of that residency. 92, October, 99, October 1992. We know that much. What did they play at Irving Plaza in 94? Because that would have been, I feel like they would have opened with the subliminal. Um, uh, because I think they were, um, <laughs> I know I'm, I know I have a live performance of them doing snail shell that I filmed and aired on public access. They were very nice to let me come with my Hi8 video camera and film. That's amazing. Um, After the intro, they opened with Dirt Bike. Dirt Bike followed by the guitar, followed by Anna Ng, followed Mm -hmm. by your racist friend. This is just, I mean, this any TVG fans like dream set list here. I mean, not that we would not want all the new stuff here, but this is like, this is like a greatest hits right here. This is crazy. Yeah, and right between Meet James Ensor and Why Does the Sunshine, they did A Horse With No Name with 50 guitars. A horse With No yes, because that Why Does the Sunshine EP had come out, um, and I remember being excited that they played that that song, um, uh, which is a cover. Did mm-hmm. they write that, or is it's that... It's a cover of a from cover. an old right. 60s uh, like educational science LP. I remember the... Yeah, yeah I remember the cover looking like one of those but the, yes they did the horse with no name and all the people came with guitars and um it, it was fun and i re- i remember this show because i i just went to go i wasn't um there to film anything for squirt tv um i was just uh this is like let's go see they might be giants it's it's a good time and um and it was i can't remember <laughs> it was Man, so listening to um, so the MP3 that I sent you was actually a, a fan remastered version of that because I, I actually had two 
two versions. This is how full of They Might Be Giant stuff my hard drive is of that of this performance of A Horse With No Name. And I sent you the, the better sounding one. And including the intro that it's mainly Flans talking, but there's all this crowd yeah. chatter. And um, I was interested by that. Um, there's this <laughs> little <laughs> like blossoming love story that happens throughout <laughs> before and after the song. I don't know if you caught this. There's there's uh, a girl who asks, hey, you got a pick? <laughs> and the guy is like, yeah. the guy's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, if I drop mine, something I can't remember exactly. I mean, I'll, I'll pr- probably play that full thing on here. And he's like, uh, medium or hard? And she's like, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we are coming up on the uh, on the horse with no name portion of the show. Uh, where are the actual acoustic guitars that this audience are? Are they upstairs? Right here. Let's strap them on, guys, gals. Consider it strapped. This song has got two chords, which Mr. Sip Gilbert is going to show me now. Direct from SIR. Minor and D. Yeah, I do. If I drop mine, you're giving it back. There. What do you want, hard or medium? Who cares? Uh, Thank you! Thank you for Please step directly up to the balcony there so we can all see you in the crowd. Also, it's really like that was from, from from a time where you can. It's not. It's, it's not like you put your phone in your pocket. Like somebody brought a tape mm-hmm. recorder um, mm-hmm. into Irving Plaza, which I don't know how they did that. Um, it, it's not. They they might be giants. Uh, are I haven't seen them play in in, in a minute. Um, they I watched a show recently on YouTube. Um, that was like a professional shot. They might be giants mm-hmm. show from uh, this post COVID era uh, tour. And I was like, man, they're still great. They're, they're still great. Amazing, man. It was, it was so good in Indy uh, a couple of weeks ago. Okay. So yeah, it, I mean, it's not like there would have been a chance you were standing next to these people, but it's pretty hilarious that no. after the song, it even continues. It continues the story. Then the, the girl goes, Oh, here's your pickback before I forget. And the guy's like, oh, what do you say? He's like, that was the best thing. <laughs> what did he say? That's the best thing that's ever happened to me or something. I got to play with the Giants. And it was just such a pure moment. 
Hey. I've been known to do that. It's the most fun I've had in my life. So, uh, I got to play with the Giants. Uh, I feel like we bonded. <laughs> it was so cool to hear that. It's so cool to hear it because I could tell that it was recorded upstairs. Um, mm. There was like glasses clinking, and that's like where the and that's where the people with guitars were all in the balcony, um, like a balcony. But, in the yeah, there's a there's a downstairs bar, and then there's an upstairs bar, and then there's like the VIP section at Irving Plaza, and they sort of like did away with the VIP section, um, and and just the entire second floor of, of Irving Plaza in New York were people with guitars. So you, so I was down on the floor and heard these, you know, like a hundred guitars together, um, <laughs> uh, playing with they might be giants, and it's just a, I'll never I'll never forget it. It's it's and, um, There's there's a couple fun little tidbits in the uh, wiki for this show as well. The uh, so there's a uh, fans can even write reviews of this. I mean, you, I mean, you'll go down a real rabbit hole with teambw.net. And then if you really want to get into some live stuff, museumofidiots.com is a fan site that collects bootleg tapes and stuff all the way back to like 87 and stuff. It's incredible. So the I'm assuming the Johns are taking a Grateful Dead Fitch approach it, it, at kinda, uh, yeah. like uh, <laughs> about the bootlegs and stuff. And I think that's they cool. encourage it and, now. And I like this. I bet. I, I think, you know, they're, they're a band w- with a fan base that's like, you know, have a, it's not like anybody's um, monetizing it or anything. Mm-hmm. It's sort of cool mm-hmm. um, uh, fan community thing. And like, this is, you know, if there ever was a world where they might be giants was just playing in a stadium, it'd be cool to see the tape, the tapers section, <laughs> you know, with people yeah. with the big mics set <laughs> right. up. Uh, yeah. um, because they, because I bet they have some good mics. They might be Giants fans. Yeah, like uh, they got some, they got some sure SM fifty uh, sevens for sure. Yeah, and I mean even <laughs> those, even those Zoom recorders, which Zoom now everyone knows that there's the video call service, but the yeah. Zoom recorders for like field recording people and all. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So <laughs> no, it got a lot better. It got a lot better than the audio you've heard on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but it was from ninety four. What do you want? So this was Halloween night. By the way, if you had forgotten that, and well, I did forget, yeah, there was a fan quote that was in uh, looks like New York Magazine. It says fifty acoustic guitars covering an infuriatingly haunting song by seventies icons America, <laughs> and then Flansburg said, "Since it's Halloween, we thought, what's scarier than a horse with no name?" <laughs> it is an eerie. Like when you think about America in terms of other songs in their catalog, like you know Ventura Highway or uh, a horse with no name is the scariest. It's in a minor key, I think, so that adds yeah. to the. It is eerie. Yeah. It, it was. Um, it was. That is. That is. That encompasses. They might be giants for me. Is like the scariest thing you could do on Halloween in New York City is an invite 50 people in for free with acoustic guitars and allow them to play a cover of America's horse with no name, a horse with no name with you. That is a terrifying thought. Yeah. Um, and there's a write up in CM- CMJ as well. College, college music journal. I don't know if you, if you check this out, but yeah, it's, it's pretty hilarious. It's pretty hilarious. What did CMJ, were CMJ being kind or snarky at that um, time? It fairly kind. I mean, it's a, the the very first right. thing. This is an educational song. John Flansburgh yells, and an audience full <laughs> of costume geeks goes wild. <laughs> 
It's Halloween night, the final night of the Mighty Giants four night run at Irving Plaza. And right. Yeah, they they just kept doing that. But then okay, so then we skip down to the Horse with no name say, okay, more to the point, the Giants have learned to make excesses work for them by treating them with the silliness they deserve. The centerpiece of tonight's performance is an army of 50 acoustic guitarists, most of them in Halloween costumes, playing America's two-chord classic, Horse with no name. It's a dorky idea, but it's still pretty hilarious in practice. (laughs) I think that was part of it. Am I remembering now? I think you had to be in a costume as well to get and have a guitar (laughs) and a costume. I don't know if they, I wasn't wearing a Halloween costume. Definitely not. Um, um, Probably because I, um, I was, I would be like, what are you going for as Halloween? Uh, Someone who listens to pavement. Like that would probably (laughs) be my answer at that time. Yeah. Um, You were, you were at the age uh, then where it was like in between, you know, being young enough for it to be cool and being old enough for it to be fun again yeah exactly exactly so uh so i was just like yeah i'm, I'm a pavement fan <laughs> like uh that would have been my s- snappy answer uh but um yeah no the, uh, the, it was it was i think it's right like it's it's the show that um stands out to me the most and yeah. i mean i've seen they might be giant i've seen them many many times i did see them in brooklyn at one point um and then i feel like they played at like a a Stella uh, show, like oh uh, or some something. We did something. Maybe it was a wet hot American summer thing. I don't Doesn't know. Seem out of question. It was something. <laughs> it was in Brooklyn, um, and I just I remember seeing Flansburg there and and Robin and 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 uh, I, and I remember we were all together in Brooklyn, and I think it was a state type thing or Stella type mm. thing. Um, Maybe an anniversary show. Um, it had to do with Wet Hot American Summer because I remember I did something that night. I did a bit. Um, uh, I, 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 I think it was a Wet Hot American Summer anniversary uh, thing. So are you an America fan? I mean, sure. I, it's like, um, there. you know, I, I don't think I've dived too deep into the America catalog. Mm. Um, uh me neither. Uh, you know, I I like you know Sister Golden Hair. Um, I've a very uh, fond memory. I did uh, a gentleman named Jerry Minor, um, who's a great comedian. He was on SNL for one season. He was on Mr. Show. He uh, did like every Second City stage. Um, Jerry Minor. Uh, we I, I co-directed a show with my friend Tom Giannis like in the early 2000s called Jerry Miner's a black man. And he had this amazing story uh, uh, set to the tune of sister golden hair by America Hmm. uh, about a time that he experienced racism Um, and just hearing why he cannot listen to the song sister golden hair because somebody shouted an epitaph at him. Um, And I think, you know, the word they said Uh, while sister golden hair was blasting out of the, back of uh, of a truck now that's not america's fault that's not their fault but it it, i think it was a certain time you know it was probably the early 80s somebody in a truck was still listening to america um uh and the you know and um and the weird thing about america is they're british well it's it's kind of a weird gray area because they were it sounds like they were born 
Yeah, in the UK, but they but from American parents that were there in the Air Force. Yeah, they're military yeah, brats, uh-huh. right? That's what, that's the deal with them. So, so I, it's just it's just, it's one of the dumber band names, I think. Totally um, unmemorable. Like, yeah, you can you can smell the, the the reefer of like let's just call the band America. Like I can smell the the the. But, but this like, is the era, um, you know, coming up onto you know. Kansas, Asia, Europe. These are all band names. Yeah. <laughs> Why? I don't know. But then again, we got our era where it's like, of Montreal. They're from Athens, Georgia. <laughs> uh, and it's the line, it's the great line from Hedwig and the Angry Inch. It's just like, uh, you know, travel exhausts me. You know, he listened to bands like Asia, Europe, uh, 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 America. Uh, but I will say this: Boston. That's just the Boston. one guy. That was one guy in Boston in his basement. And he did a that record came out pretty good uh, for a guy recording in his basement. Wow! Uh, yeah. That uh, I guess in 1970, yeah. uh, that first Boston records. Yeah, it was a pretty good record. Uh, but America, um, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was a funny choice for they might be giants um uh, yeah. <laughs> i i i know the hits you know i don't have a great i don't have a great dub i got nothing against them uh but if somebody was just like hey the america are playing the greek theater i don't know that um which i live very very close to i don't mm-hmm. know i don't know if that would get me out of the house like at this point yeah i'd be like you know if i was wandering through like a carnival or something with you know the girls and they'd be like oh uh, is that America cover band or is that America? No, that's America. No, that's They're America. They're playing the Lafayette yeah. Indian. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't doubt it. I'd be like, okay, I'll go over. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely stop and watch under those circumstances. It is a funny song for them to cover, but uh, knowing that, I guess, the spark was this uh, Stump the Band thing, them covering something as random as yeah. that makes more sense. Yeah, and it's a, it's a really good dumb one that's because uh, uh, they might be trying to say you know smart audiences um, and so it's a great dumb song for them to mm-hmm. cover and there's some other dumb uh, ones on Stumpbox have, do you, if you want the what, entirety of yeah. Stumpbox if you don't have it I can send it to you <laughs> they, <laughs> I would be curious to hear they do, they do a 58 stuff. second version of Inagata DeVita for one <laughs> sure, sure, <laughs> they sure, aborted sure. that yeah, pretty yeah. early on I mean they did the Joker I mean yeah, there's all yeah, kinds yeah. of classic stuff the joker's here. a good one for them yeah they went all four minutes on that one a, but um they did the when the av club if that's still a thing uh but they had a um their covers sessions and they might be giants did a cover for them and i remember thinking that's great i, I forget what uh song uh yeah they did chumbawamba <laughs> and it was great it was like oh, this they is put it great on record. That's so they, yeah. they can um take any like it's interesting what songs they might be giants like dumb songs that we all kind of know from just living in the world that they can take and make their own and do and uh tub thumping a horse with no name you know they're they're the same kind of like they're never those are songs that are never going away right they're seeped into our Mm -hmm. our our consciousness yeah (laughs) and and the funny thing so it was funny when we first started exchanging emails about it we were even debating what the two chords were which is funny because you're like oh it's two chords i looked i've looked it up on there's so many you know i don't know if you i know you got a guitar behind you there if you ever go to ultimate guitar you know there'll be Mm -hmm. you know a million fan submitted uh versions of 
of different songs. What's what's on the sheet music? You know? Yeah, what's, what's let's the- let's let's dig up. Let's go to the uh, the, the archivists of uh, America, the band. Um, well, the first one, the most popular one that comes up on Ultimate Guitar is so the E minor is, is undisputed, but then, but then That's, the second yeah, chord, an undisputed minor. The second chord on this one it has it a D six slash nine, which is just one finger it's a one finger chord you only play the high four strings and you fret second fret on the third string so basically it's where your first finger of a full d chord would go but you just lift up the other fingers and yeah yeah, i've seen other ones where there is an f sharp in the root because that's what you were saying that there's an f sharp involved i've seen that too on the record there's a there's a couple of guitars yeah. going at yeah. once. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, but I actually, I've taught uh, guitar classes and guitar clubs and stuff like that in my, my career. And inevitably horse with no name has been one of the songs I've used because it's a it's probably, yeah. A, yeah, it's a, it gets E minor. It gets one a, of the first chords a, that you would teach at least a full, you know, six string chord. And then D while not an easy chord for a beginner to learn is an essential chord. And when you get to that, Horse No Name, E minor, and just a regular D also works. And when I listen to the, you, you can hear it, d- despite all the fan chatter in that intro uh, track that I played, you can hear um, them saying E minor and D is what they wanted the crowd to play. They didn't want to get too complicated. E, e minor, minor D. D. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And, and that would work too. And I only know this. I, you know, only picked up a guitar for the first time. I bought a guitar March 15th, 2020. A COVID purchase. Um, and, and I didn't realize that um, I thought you had to start this at like, you know, 13. Um, but it turns out I can play the thing. And I got, I, I started taking lessons with a guy awesome. and, and, um, uh, I have a, 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 it's like, Oh, I didn't know I could do that. I, I will never be releasing music professionally, but I at least can, uh, I'm learning, I'm learning stuff and, and knew how to do it as I played every day, um, until I had a child and she's robbed me from it, but she's really cute. Well, you know, once there's a little more, uh, coordinated movement involved, super fun thing is to the, the fast thing with holding anything. So as soon as you can hold the pick or even before that, um, you fret the chords and just let her swat at the strings. Let her swat. Super fun. Yeah. You could play that horse with no fun. name like that. Just, you know, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. She'd probably keep rhythm better than it. These are 50 guitar players. You know, there's one, there's definitely one person that came to the day. It might be giant show that couldn't get the two chords, right? Uh, there's one person. I'm sure. Time. <laughs> or didn't to yeah or how did they I, I, now i'm trying to think like because they might be giants they're 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 professional they you know there was electronic tuners by that point you, you know um but the, yeah the, they had to be but for all those people i remember how yeah, if they're standing up in the balcony i mean this was you had to actually have a dedicated device a tuner uh, you didn't just download a free app on your phone. You know, now it's super easy to just be like, okay, let me tune up. Oh, I got my metronome, got all this. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, had to yeah, have a tuner. Yeah. So, I mean, there's definitely some people standing close to the recording device on this that are kind of out of tune. But if they just lug their guitar in, you know, the venue gets a little warm, you know. 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah. They, yeah. And 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 who knows? You know, not. I don't think everybody up there was playing a Martin. You know, <laughs> from the nineteen. 19- 1960s martin or something it was was, but boy it was fun and it was it's a visceral memory the one other thing that's mentioned that i may be mishearing and this again probably such a weird little tidbit you wouldn't remember but uh flan says something and it's probably it's kind of a joke he's saying he says sid gilbert's up here to teach us he charges a thousand dollars an hour and he's going to teach us these chords I don't know who Sid Gilbert is. A, a Google uh, search doesn't really turn there up. There is, um, or if that's even okay. What he so says. There, I, I, there's, um, no, there, there's a po- very famous poster in New York City, but the guy's name is Dan Smith. Will teach you guitar. Oh, so I've heard it, about it, this. It's not yeah. related. Yeah, this it's ubiquitous. This I don't know anybody who's ever studied with this guy, but this this very ubiquitous poster that is in New York City, which I haven't lived in for uh, uh, over a decade, longer, almost fifteen years. But um, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know Sid Gilbert. <laughs> it's what it um, sounds like he says. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> He charges a thousand dollars an hour, and he's going to teach us these chords, and they're E minor and D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a super fun uh, thing to hear. It's it's. I mean, this is one of those things where once you get, I mean, if you do those iceberg things, right? The iceberg. I don't know. You call that a meme, whatever it is. This is pretty far under the water of the Team BG iceberg, right? Uh, horse it's was no not, name, like knowing it, this cover with the fifty guitarists. How many? How many times have they Three. played it? Like ninety two in Tijuana, mm-hmm. ninety four at Irving Plaza, twenty eleven the... in Chicago, <laughs> which we'll get to what? soon. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Three times, and but like Stumpbox as a whole, I've been trying to get uh, this guy I know, Matt Flood, actual last name. Um, who runs Asbestos Records in uh, New Jersey, he has released some vinyl for TMBG um, and other, a lot of other cool acts, Animan's Package, Jeff Rosenstock, yeah. lots of uh, ska stuff. Um, he was one of the dudes who was originally involved with the Stumpbox cassette and dubbing these cassettes and mailing them out. And I'm, I've am i been trying to get him, he's like, I think I got one of the, you know, like more original copies, like, not as Xerox of a Xerox. And I'm like, dude, yeah. if you could just, I mean, even just like, you know, print out, you know, just copy the, the J card and just, I mean, it's not official. I mean, it's a bootleg. Just like print me that out or send me, send me a file of a scan of that. And I'll just make my own stump box cassette. I'm like, man, this is stump box is pretty far into the, uh, down into the iceberg there. Um, but yeah, if you're interested in the rest yeah. of that, I can definitely uh, zip it up and send it to you. It's I, I would be, I'd be curious for sure. Yeah, it's definitely not. The, they'll need a crane, <laughs> you know. It's not, they didn't make a music video for this one, which is, by the way, also not like the the you know for listeners to this podcast, that's probably like a, a top hit. But that's you know, it, it's a yeah. This is a weird. It's a weird. It was a weird choice. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, yeah, one time they did this, and you, and you tell me, no, actually, three times they did it. Yep. I was trying to think of other songs that might have been cooler two-chord songs for them to do, and how hilarious would it have been for them to do Heroin by Velvet Underground? 
god. As a band that's notably, you know, fairly drug-free, uh, hearing a crowd like do a seven-minute song. But I'm gonna try for the kingdom if I can, cause it makes me feel like I'm a man when I put a spike into my vein. And I tell you, things aren't quite the same when I'm rushing on my run. literally love to hear no like literally that's like my dream um just for just picture this it would this would never happen but picture this my dream they might be giants john flansburg john linnell they come out they they do a show and they do a hostile show like Lou Reed's Take No Prisoners mm-hmm. album. Mm-hmm. And they cover heroin, <laughs> right? And and they're just talking through all the songs and uh and just like insult being insulted, <laughs> yeah. just completely antithetical to their personalities in the fandom. I would love to like hear that. Like, you know, like that would be yeah. amazing. I, and that, and hearing them do heroin, that'd be great. The other one that came um, to mind was uh Roadrunner by Modern Lovers, which does have a third chord at the very end. The second to last chord has a third yeah. chord. Still- <laughs> yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six. That that would just be fun. That like um, they would kill uh, and get that Rogue Massachusetts Rogue. vibe going too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it would be that they would absolutely uh, nail that. Um, heroin would be <laughs> it could get really interesting. Yeah. Like the arrangement of it could get really interesting. Uh, yeah, I would love would be- it. Hilarious. And these things don't seem out of the question. I mean, and, and talking about them, like, taking on another persona. I mean, this is stuff they've done before. Like, are you familiar with the avatars of they? The avatars you, of they? If you dig through the wiki, basically, they had sock puppets. This this originated as something for the kids' songs, but became part of the adult show, where the avatars of they was the two Johns with different colored socks, faces, sock puppet things, and they would pretend to be uh, their own opening band. And basically, they would insult oh, They Might so Be fun. Giants. They would do all these weird covers and stuff, kind of like, almost like a, 
you know, a, a cock rock band or something. Like they were like the, just a way for them to like play around. And so. That's so fun. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. Cause uh, that, uh, you gotta keep, it's got, they gotta keep it interesting. They, you know, they do. Themselves. I would highly recommend seeing them again. I really would. Oh, I w- no, I want to. I mean, I, I just don't think I've seen them in 2000 since like the, I, I just I don't think I've seen them in maybe seven years, something like that. Maybe. So you've seen them in the modern band era, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mark Pender's in mm-hmm. there, and uh, I've had him on the show. He, he's on the current tour. He's amazing, dude. Yeah, amazing, dude. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's play this more current. I mean, I guess it's still twelve years old. In in 2011, <clears throat> bringing um. The AV Club backed into it. We already talked about tub thumping. This version from 2011, uh, so we're September 23rd, 2011, at the Vic Theater in Chicago, Illinois. Great venue. Um, I grew up in Chicago. A great I still, place. I go to a lot of yeah. shows there. Um, well, when shows were more of a thing and before kids. But anyway, I digress. They did it with the AV Guitar Army is what Flans refers to them as in this video. The AV Club Guitar Army. Uh, so... That's uh-huh. it. Got it. So, so they. So again, it is a situation where they have fifty guitar players, <laughs> a good amount of guitar players, back and they're in the all world. on stage. Yeah. So I'll I'll drop a clip of that That's in the, here. Thank you. 
So this is cell phone video era. I mean, I guess 2011 cell phone video. It's definitely someone out in the crowd shooting it. Um, but you can see all the guitarists in this one, which is kind of cool because we don't have, you know, we just have yeah. audio of the, the old one. I mean, you got to see it. Just realize I know the next time I'm going to see they might be giants. Um, it will be the Hollywood nice. Bowl. With Sparks, opening up for Sparks. Gonna, it's the... It's the it's the tour of, uh, first of all, the Amity Giants opening up for Sparks. It says, uh, I've been in the documentary of both of this band's, uh, that's what they should call it. The, the Jake Fogelness <laughs> has been in the, the documentary. That's Although, the to be fair, who wasn't, who wasn't in the Sparks uh, uh, documentary? I wasn't. Why um, didn't they? No, I didn't. <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 famous I didn't, quote, I, I, uh, air quotes in the fandom for being like the guy who doesn't know a whole lot of Sparks or Ween or those other bands that everyone assumes that they might be Giants fans are into. I I got nothing well, against those bands. What I've heard, I've liked. I'm just it's assumed. Ween were the first. Uh, Ween were the first band to come on, come to my bedroom and like hang out. Um, and and they're and they're terrific and uh, they were nice no ice cubes down the back no they're they're sweethearts and um and and then uh sparks i discovered uh late in life for for yeah. me it was like the, the mid 2000s caught a rerun of the old snl and i was like how did i miss this i'm the biggest devo fan in the world i love gleaming spires yeah. like how did i miss this band and um then it was like oh i need to know everything about this band and then now um uh, all those records have gone up in value. Thank you, Edgar Wright. <laughs> <laughs> but I will never sell them. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I still haven't checked out the documentary again because I maybe that's the thing that finally like gets me all in on that band. You know what? That is, if you, that's the greatest thing. My, now, my friend Will Hines, uh, who's a huge They Might Be Giants fan as well, he texted me and he's like, "I have to ask you a question. Are Sparks a real band?" Mm. Um, and he said, you're going to think I'm an idiot for asking this. Is this a fake band that is Edgar Wright has made up? And I said, no, and I'm not going to make fun of you, Will. Um, I, I was late to them, too. Um, they are a real band. The documentary, I actually recommend because of the way it is designed. If If someone is new to the band, it goes through chronologically – their career album by album in a beautiful way that is going to it, it introduces you to okay, the, the band because most people don't like know them they, they I've got um, a ton of friends that it, are super fans and especially now getting into the online TMBG community it's like like I said it's like assumed and I'm like across I'm like there. I've heard yeah. the, the, one, but, the song that Nico Case covered I didn't realize it was Sparks song <laughs> I'm like I'm yeah. that guy. I'm like, oh, this song. Okay, I've heard that album where they're tied up in the back of the boat. Yeah. Yes, you 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 heard that, and there's and and then there's the 
their American fandom versus their British fandom, which is two completely hmm. different things. Interesting. Um, I will check uh, that yeah. out then for sure. Um, well, oh, so what were your thoughts on this uh, 2011 uh, video of them doing it again? It was ama- it's uh, it's amazing. Again, the the Vic Theater in uh, sh- Chicago is it, it's the best. You know, the only thing I think that would have uh, made it better is if Steve Albini was there somehow recording it. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it you know, um, because I think it would have uh, it would, would annoy Steve Albini. Was like, what do you mean? I have to get mobile. I gotta get a mobile setup to record. They might be giants. Cover a horse with no name. That sounds like a bad night for Steve Albini, uh, who is awesome, and I love Steve Albini. But it just it sounds like it would it would inconvenience him, and that make, that that concept makes me laugh. If you get him in a place with good acoustics, he'd probably be satisfied enough with that. His his studio is pretty cool, from what I, I yeah. what I hear uh, and what I've heard. But um, it's it's fun. It's joyous. It's like um, it's they might be giants to me uh, looking at the footage of them sort of from 2011 or now or even back to 1985. They are timeless Mm -hmm. to me. Um, I don't know if they would feel that way, um, but it's sort of a uniformed like you know, yeah, there's John and there's John and they evolve and, and everything, but it's still, they might, it's always, they mm-hmm. might be giants. I think I can answer that question, you know, that Gloria is asking on the phone, you know, <laughs> who are they? Maybe giants. And I'm like, it's John and John. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 that is, and that is also my, one of my favorite, uh, they might be giants tracks. I did an episode the, on that. Uh, qualified for an episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me and my guest today by reenacting it in her. Uh, yeah. What do you yeah. make of the, some her kind of singing? Was the guy yelling. I turned off. <laughs> I turned off the intellectuals. I put on. They may be giants. I. I I've always been dying to know who the intellectuals yeah, are. What was that? I know. At? There's all these little things that seems like. I mean, they might be giants fans. have dug up a lot of the littlest you know, factoids about them, but I don't know if that's ever been discovered. You'd think that someone along the way would be like, oh, here's that exact issue of the Village Voice that Gloria must have picked Aren't up. A lot of the, yeah, Village Voice, like, those are online, I think, a lot of them. So we sh- you got to check those back classifieds and you'll find, we'll find that <laughs> Village Voice yeah. that Gloria <laughs> was holding. Has both the Dial-A-Song Ed and <laughs> the Intellectuals. Intellectuals. Speak to other intellectuals. <laughs> intellectuals speak to other intellectuals. You know, unless, for some yeah. reason, Gloria got that from a different paper. Possibly, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to send every. You no, know, I do want to send people <laughs> down on a rabbit hole. Let somebody else do it besides oh, me. The listeners out there, uh, get to it. I will be very impressed. I mean, that would be something to be proud of to put onto the wiki. Man. Yeah. Uh, so there, there's, there's one thing that brings either the wiki uh dates into question or john linnell's memory into question it seems like flansburg is really the one who's the archivist and both the in mind archivist of remembering things about the band but linnell says before this 2011 one he says um he says oh it was it was brought up to me that no one in our current band has done this gag with us or however you know i'm paraphrasing um because, oh, you know, in uh, 94, no. they would have still been with um, 
probably Tony Maymonet would still have been on bass and Brian Doherty on drums. Um, likely would have been the lineup there. Yes, Brian Doherty mm-hmm. was definitely yeah, on and drums. The, kind of an in-between period for uh, the bass. See, they could have been Tony Maymonet or um, Hal Cragen or, or, or somebody. But so this is with the current, what is still the current lineup of Dan, Danny, and yeah. Marty. And Linnell says, um, but we would do this thing. We did this back in the 80s. And, you know, from what we've said, 92 is the first version of this. And it says that the Stump the Band was 92 to 97. So does this mean, were they doing Stump the Band earlier? Did they perform it earlier than 92? Well, I is definitely, there not more than a third performance? Who knows? I definitely remember seeing Stump the Band in, I can certainly say between the period of 92 to 97, mm-hmm. I definitely remember th- th- uh, attending one if not two yeah. of those shows i mean they i lived in new york and they played in new york so often um and you know uh, I, I you know i definitely remember i'm guessing those shows. it was more uh linnell's memory there because i mean hell i mean he's older than us but even when you get in your 40s it's like 89 92 whatever might as well be the same year you know, I mean, who knows? Well, yeah, and it's like to me, it's getting very strange that like uh, Lana Del Rey is a, a decade-old artist, you yeah. know, and I've been right about her since she debuted, and and I, I got off flack. People are like, I don't know about this Lana Del Rey, and I'm like, you're wrong. Yeah, I Wait. just listened to the new one. And, it's like her ninth uh, album or something, which seems bizarre fant- to me. It's fantastic. It's a little low key for my taste, but I think it just means maybe it's a grower. Yeah, no, it's it's just she's a she's a vibe, you know. But the fact that that's a you know she's nine albums at this point, that's crazy, it, it, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and I watched uh, watched Reservoir Dogs earlier today. My wife was wanted to watch Reservoir Dogs, and I was just like, this movie is thirty years mm-hmm. old. Mm-hmm. It, it's a 30 year old for 30 and that's crazy because it doesn't feel like that, but it is um, yeah. because I was like 12 or whatever when it came out. <laughs> I remember it been pretty it. inappropriate for you to watch at the time. Man, it's a man that ear was, scene. Holy was, shit. Yeah. And I just watched it again earlier today. It's a pretty gnarly scene. Um, but I was corresponding with John Waters at seven. <laughs> uh, I'm an unusual, <laughs> unusual cat. <laughs> Yeah, he wrote him a letter. He called me as a whole and thing. The one other thing at the end, I don't know if you were able to pick this up. At the end, so the song ends. There's still some applause going on, and so Glory, we're going to listen to her and her family's cover of this song pretty soon. She asked me she was because she was kind of taking it all in and thinking about how she was going to do her cover. She was watching that 2011 one, and she said, "Who did they say was going to roll over in their grave?" Who will be spinning in their grave? Because Linnell says, is it Linnell or Flansburg? Someone at the end is like, oh, is this not going to be spinning in its grave? I'm like, who did they just say? I mean, the, 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 I'm, I'm not. I, I couldn't make out what it was, but I think it would be uh, hilarious to know. Or maybe, I don't know if they're actually referring to, there is, let's see, Dan Peak from America did pass away. Uh, oh, he passed away in 2011. Oh my God! Maybe this. Maybe they said Dan Peake is spinning in his grave. Is this a tribute? Is it a, a, 
yes, Dan Dan Peak was the before they did this. It's this. uh, Yeah, this is this is in honor of uh, of Dan Peak. I mean, it has to be right that inspired them to do it again after after fifteen years. I don't know. You know. I, I, I guess he was a, a, a Christian uh, musician. Yeah, I think that's why he quit I, I, you America. Know, my knowledge about the the band America is, uh, is, uh, is spotty at best. Same, yeah. But yeah, just doing this reading here, yeah, it sounds like he kind of found God and left, left America, and that's kind of when their popularity fell off, too. I think they only had like one or two more hits <laughs> after he left. But um, yeah. Man, yeah, I hadn't put that together. But the, but, yeah, that must have been like the inspiration or like a, to, to do it again. I mean, why else would they have done this crazy horse with no name stunt 2011 of all times? Some sort of, I don't know, with with people from the AV club? Was it like the staff of the AV I think club so. up there? Yeah. That's what I can't. That's what I'm thinking. Um, yeah, I don't know what, uh, I'm trying to see if I, I know recognize anybody and apologies if i if you if i don't recognize you and you're part of the av club uh which is uh i know the onion people mm-hmm. but the original ones that moved right. to new york city from madison wisconsin um but i don't yeah i did in in watching this i don't recognize anybody yeah. that yeah man i would hate to see um, what the av club uh if you got all the staff together would look like now because it's probably like two people I don't know. I mean, it's it's whatever they got bought up by something or know. other. Nathan Rabin's got a Nathan Rabin's got a Patreon. He's doing fun. There's still some good stuff in the AV Club, but it kind of got swallowed up by whatever company bought it. It's probably mostly no, freelance yeah. people now. There's not like a staff. It's, a bad, it's not a thing. It's not yeah. a thing anymore. But yeah, growing up in Chicago, getting the Onion like paper copies of the Onion. That was man. That was a time. Great. Um, Let's get to that cover section. What do you say? This is um, yeah. Th- this was a weird one. I'm like, oh, we probably won't have a cover section. But I mentioned it to Glory, who probably hears us like kind of slightly shit talking America, and is like super offended. I think she said something to me like, "Team G's her favorite band in America is her second favorite band." I'm like, like really? I'm like, okay, well, all right. So when <laughs> she had told me that actually before you had suggested that we do this, I don't know how randomly it had come up or something. I I. Th- I th- think that's the order of events there but when you pick this one i'm, I'm like glory guess what <laughs> you're gonna get to cover a cover I'm, of a cover <laughs> to be clear it's a different gloria than uh the one we were speaking about earlier who was an unknown um, yes, elderly yes. well woman. she goes like glory uh, uh, glory funny. like old glory okay um which I think Got is short it. for Gloriana or something like that. So she could very, very easily have been a Gloria. But Glory uh, McElhenney and her family, um, she got the family band together. She said this was the f- first time in like, she thinks like a decade or something that her and her parents and her sister um, all uh, just got together for a jam session. Um, she will frequently have her, 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 her twins on covers like, making noise and playing stuff. So it's always like a family event when I get a cover from glory, which is great. And let's see her sister, Sarah, and then Nick Brucey's and Susan Brucey's, her mom and dad are playing, her dad's playing uh, guitar and singing. Her mom uh, plays kazoo and is singing. Her, her sister wow. is playing tambourine and singing. And then uh, glory is also playing guitar 
and singing, and they called the band Slackers in the Back. So with with that, let's let's listen to Glory's family uh, band do A Horse With No Name by America by They Might Be Giants by America. <laughs> Sun, my skin began to turn red. After 
What do you think of that? It's terrific. <laughs> it's just a delight. I'm delighted. It's a it's a delight. It is a true delight. It's super fun. Um, Glory, what I, I I have not been uh, as, as moved since uh, the Trachtenberg Family Slideshow players. Uh, it's terrific. It's great. It's the best family. It's the best family band since uh, Leonard Skinner. <laughs> there you go. So this was take. This Very was take four. They spent yeah. an hour jamming together in uh, take four. This was the the keeper. You got to get the. You got to get into the groove of it. I, you don't blame them. Like, no, no. I I respect it. Uh, it sounds great. Like her, she credits her dad with any sort of guitar fanciness that you hear. Uh, and then the tambourine. Something about even just the way it's recorded, which I think they're just all playing together. It's got like you know that kind of 60s, 70s kind of vibe to it. That you know that cutting through the mix, a little bit of sounds like there's some re- reverb on there. Yeah, or something. It sounds great. I, it sounded like they. It sounded like they. Um, it, it was done on tape. You know, like like uh, like they went to uh, like a, on a 24 track machine, like at Abbey Road. <laughs> That's what it there sounds. There you go, like. Gloria. You hear that? She's gonna be so excited. <laughs> it's sh- man, yeah. Thanks so much, Glory. Because I know anybody has has Garage Band and stuff, but like th- Glory, it sounds it, it, like George Martin was it involved. Sounds, it's got that classic sound, classic. And and now for something completely different. Just yesterday, yesterday I got a uh, shared with you. Joel has shared with you an uh, item called a uh, horse. Horse would no name. Horse W no name. Sound collage parentheses two. <laughs> and Joel Shaughnessy is one of the newest members of my covers crew team here. And he, let me just preface this here because he he's he made a little disclaimer. So I'll make this before I drop it in. He said, "Greg, this is a weird one, and that it's a remix slash collage of the horse with no name, with some additional guitars slash synths slash filters." And some samples from The Best Show, uh, which is a radio show slash podcast for people that don't know, uh, that are about TMBG or, quote, the worst song in the world. Anyhow, it was inspired by Jake Fogelness since he likes that radio show. Hope it helps. Yeah, that's, that's my friend Tom's show. Tom just Sharpling. texted right? me earlier. Mm-hmm. Tom, Tom, the great Tom Sharpling, who um, I think he he likes. They might be giants. I'm, I'm trying to think if um, in the history of the best show. No, I think I don't think that they might be giants have taken that big of a hit. <laughs> but um, it seems like it'd be an area. It seems like they would be a, an easy target right. for uh, for Tom. Dorks. But um, <laughs> yeah, but um, but no. Um, and, and, and I'm I'm delighted. Um, people are getting in, inspired by Tom's uh, sound collages. That's uh, this is going to be a and delight. So you haven't listened to this one in full, right? So, no, I, I really would like to okay. hear. This. So, are you able to bring it up on your computer? Were you able to? Yeah, yeah. let me bring it up. You could go ahead um, and just I listen mean, to that. It it is about four minutes, but we could just we can listen to the whole thing because I want you to hear those clips that are in there because you're much more familiar yeah. with the best show than I am. Uh, those two jokers uh, from uh, New York City. Have a uh, have a little film coming out. Uh, you know him as uh, I I call him Timbug, and uh, uh, let's check out a little blast from their past. Hey, 
Playing that in honor. I'm sending that one out to America. Send a cease and desist on behalf of my friend Tom uh, for unauthorized use of his program, The Best Show. Which uh, um, no, that, that was uh, that was uh, terrific. I um, and I, I have to be forgiven. I don't know what clips. He, I'd like to know what Sharpling was talking about. Was he actually talking about America? Yeah, man. Uh, where did he? Dig these up. I, I'm not. I, I'll have to. I'll have to. I might have to send that to him. 
Because I'm uh, no, I'm never going to send that to him in a million years, um, and he will never hear this. No, but um, that was terrific. Yeah. No, it was it was. Uh, I I always like hearing uh, uh, Tom uh, outraged about something. And, and the the um, clips are hilarious, but even just like the music. So he took that's actually the 2011 uh, audio that he took. I can tell, especially because Linnell ends it with. Uh, horse with no name. Like he kind of like like this is the end. Yeah, and so that's why I could tell it was that one. But like the the like kind of slow. And it wasn't recorded on on a in somebody's Th- Though he fucks with it um, to where it almost sounds like it is right. There's the filters and there's like some extra kind of like like this is since he played with the play with the yeah. mids. He's yeah. great great job, and, Brian. You know, right. terrific. And and that like slow drum beat. It sounds it's like a fever dream kind of thing. It's, it's like, very. It is very. It's like if they actually let's say they might be giants never actually did this stunt, but you were coming off something you imagined that they did. This is what it would sound like. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Amazing, Joel. Dude is super creative. Um, Joel, that's that's terrific. And uh, any friend of Tom is a friend of mine. And um, thank you so much. And. Uh, make sure to check out the movie, ladies and gentlemen, the fabulous stains. If Tom hasn't mentioned that, um, I'm a fan of that uh, already. You should check okay. out that film. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, that's great. Super. All right, fun. we are to the scoring section of this episode, and it, it's a weird one because it's a cover. It's live. Only. I'm going to give everything a seven. a seven. All right, this this is a seven. Let's give, let's give everything a, a seven. Every single day, my uh, giant song ever. <laughs> well hey for reference no, what's no, a 10 no, no. for you or maybe like an unusual 10 like we know birdhouse is a 10 right can you know what's Gosh, a what's a 10 for you let me let me look let me look i'm gonna pull up every they might be giant song ever <laughs> um no i'm gonna i don't want to pull the records out i have the records but yeah i was just off the top long. off the top but of the dome me. What's well, like a deep cut me. on Apollo or Flood or something that? Uh... Um, off of Flood, someone keeps moving mm. my chair is a really mm-hmm. good song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's a, that's sort of a a a, a deep cut from that yeah. album. Mm-hmm. I think. That's a good one. Or not, or not, and then um, Lincoln like. Um, Nah, nah, I can't do it. I can't do it for Lincoln. They're all they're, they're, everybody knows it's, those songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess the the one that some people were surprised about me for because like I'm very conservative with my scores because I want them to mean something. In that, as if scoring something like mm-hmm. this means anything, uh, I've only given I think seven or eight. T- Perfect tens in all of these two hundred something episodes. Uh, Dinner Bell is a ten for me. That was one where people were like, "What?" Oh like, yeah, for me that encapsulates. Uh, yeah, no, that's a, that's a, that's it's right in the center of Apollo eighteen. It's a it's um it's it comes in. It's just got that huge loud ninety two production <laughs> that's so compressed and great. Um, yeah, it's a great one, and. Um, and Birdhouse, for me, I think the best version is the one with done with Doc Severinsen oh, and the Tonight man. Show uh, band. Fucking that incredible. is 
that, that delights me every time I see it. And because you can just you see how excited yeah. they are to be doing the Tonight Show, and that the they they have the Doc yeah. Severinsen Tonight Show orchestra playing backup horns with them. It's I'd like so to think great. that that's maybe that's so the great. moment where they're like, we need to start bringing horns on the road. <laughs> Yeah, it was definitely fun to watch them transition to like, no, we're going to have other musicians mm -hmm. and, and stuff. That was, you know, as I was um, coming into the They Might Be Giant Servant, that was happening, you know. Um, and I, I, I'm glad I got to see a couple early shows um, where there wasn't the full band, but I, um, you know, I, 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 I so appreciate the full band. They it's, might be giants. That yeah. It's very tonight. cool that you got to see the, the transition there. Um, so if those are tens, is this, you're going with seven. Okay. Yeah. There's uh, seven across the board. Um, maybe 7.5 for glory for getting the right. whole family yeah. together. That's pretty Yeah, okay. Pretty good. So the cover section and is bringing up the score here. I, I like taking that into account here. What am I giving this thing? It's Yeah, this is one of those just so such a unique little moment in their – well, I mean, they did it three times. But still, so this moment in their um, career that was captured on tape and distributed by fans, it's like – I can't believe it was captured on tape. I thought I was just, I was, I was like, this is just a personal memory of mine. If you want me to do the Giants podcast, but you found tape of it. Yeah. So, it yeah, exists. widely distributed <laughs> among fans and then digitally even more widely distributed later. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, someone, whoever recorded it, and I asked, I asked Matt Flood, I'm like, do we know like who recorded that or do we know who those voices are in that? He just laughed. He's like, man, that would be something to find out. I'm like, that'd be cool. I'm like, I don't know. I was wondering if maybe the guy, but given the pick no out idea. is the guy with the recording device. Maybe we know who it is. We don't know who it is. Um, but I mean, it's a cover of a mediocre song, in my opinion. I mean, one, yeah, it's one a mediocre that's maybe, song. you know, a rite of passage for guitar players like Smoke on the Water or something like that. It's one of those um, for learning the guitar. So it's it's very hard to score this one. I I'm gonna give it a, a six. Um, yeah. yeah, it's not. It's a song that's not going away with any generation. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like um, with Gen Z, some they're gonna. It's just it's at the top of America's Spotify. Like we can figure out how many people have listened to a horse with yeah. no name mm -hmm. since Spotify has well, launched, and yeah. it's high. I would say so it's so six, six is good. And six is the TBG version. What would I give the original? I don't know. I just think it's it's such if it had a better verse melody, maybe I'd say the original is a, is a better song, but it's like one note. Like the la 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 part is the best part. But then the oh just yeah. remember produced by the guy who produced the Beatles. This is what he decided crazy. to do after the Beatles. It's so, very weird. Sometimes very when, weird. when I'm thinking about song composition or something, if you think of, you know, how people will chip tune stuff, and I'm a sucker for that. Think about if you chip tune this song, right? It's got two chords, and the verse melody would essentially be beep, 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 beep. Like, oh my god, I don't melody, and it just goes on forever. I don't think I don't think that's worth Anna Monaguchi's time, right? It's and like a fly with a buzz, the heat was hot or whatever. I don't know. It's just it's a very mediocre song. I'd I'd give maybe the song a five. TMG elevates it to a six with the whole spectacle and yeah. They make it a fun yeah. number. Mm -hmm. 
And now for plugs. So we've talked a lot about what you have done throughout your career. What currently, what's like the hot shit? What should people be uh, checking out? They can give, people can give me money directly on my streaming service at www.jake.army where I do uh, the most important cultural news affairs program each week, Mm. which is never topical. (laughs) And you can also, if you kick in a few more bucks, you can access some of those old squirt TVs. Um, I made those available to people um, uh, because with all due respect to Taylor Swift, um, even as a child, I knew to own my show. So I own it. Um, so you even MTV have the MTV it. ones too? Yeah, you I have... do. I own oh, it. Nice. I own it. I own it. Sorry. That's um, awesome. uh, so when the Wu-Tang Clan needs to use it for a documentary, <laughs> I am like, okay, the tape was is here at my house and I gave it to them. And, and um, There's and, only one copy and a pharma bro bought it. No, yeah, no I, I, <laughs> I did not. I just want to say I did not charge the Wu-Tang Clan for usage uh, in their documentary because um, uh, RZA in my bedroom. I just said, it was, you guys can have this for free. Yeah, man. And it's yeah. fine. Um, it's not joking, people. But no, you go to, uh, yeah, it's www.jake.army. And um, uh, you can also get the, it's Jake Fogelness free episodes as a podcast uh, every week. And then there's more stuff behind a paywall. But um I don't know. There's hundreds of them, hundreds of them. And, uh, it's, I'm doing important work. I'm doing important work. Um, that, and, and, and it goes all in my pocket and it goes, and and I just had a baby. So that's nice. There you Uh, go. People help feed Jake's baby. Yeah. I'd like to. Yeah. And get some good content. Uh, you want people to follow you on social medias? Yeah, they follow me on Instagram because Instagram like pays me. I realized, uh, and um, damn, I, it's weird. Uh, yes, please follow on Instagram. It's at Jake Fogelmust, and that, and that's it. That's it. Those are those okay. are the important things right now. And nice, you hear a car beeping up because my. <laughs> is a truck and I got to get on it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know you, you've, you've given me a lot of time here. Um, but yeah, real quick, people can find me uh, on all the places as well. Uh, all the social medias. Uh, if you have thoughts on America, uh, horse of no name, or maybe you were at one of these shows as well, hearing it, uh, with the army of guitars, uh, you can email me at this might be a pod at Gmail. You can leave voicemails at two, two, four, eight, zero, one, Two nine three zero. Uh, you can also help me feed my daughters. Um, Patreon.com slash this might be a podcast. And um, yeah, Jake, thanks so much. It sounds like uh, maybe your baby just woke up or something. I hear, yeah, I gotta uh, go. I gotta yeah, go. Yeah, man. Thank you for giving me pit. so much time. But thank you so much, and it's always fun uh, to talk about this band that does mean uh, the, the the world to me. I love the Johns, and you're doing important work here. Uh, going song by song, there's you know you got a lot more episodes to do because they have a lot of songs, and they continue to keep making them. So, you know, keep at it. And the um, running gag is that my daughters will have to uh, keep on the project after I pass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and they're not fans. They're not into the band. No. Um, well, thank I'll you. Cindy so loves "Drown the Clown." If you if mm-hmm. if you remember off a book, "Drown the Clown." She loves that one. But yeah, thanks, man. For spent two hours with me. That's uh, that's what I said to my wife. I said to my wife, "I said, today might be Giants podcast. Two hours. 
It'll be yeah. two hours. <laughs> Should be like an hour. Yes. Like two. Two hours. Um, like, hey, pleasure, man. <laughs> Real pleasure to to, to chat with you. And um, um, let me know in the out. I'll p- plug it on all the things. Amazing. All right. Okay. Thank you, yeah. Greg. Have a good evening. Uh, you and, too. Uh, yeah, and uh, say hi to the uh, the family for me. And I will. You baby. do it to you as well. Okay. All right, lady.